Today on The Breakdown, it's another live at the bike cash game extravaganza hand with our favorite Dan Zach, our second or third favorite Art Papazian, and a guy named Nick. Somebody's got a pretty big hand. Someone flopped really big. You know, lots of stuff like that. We're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. It's the Artie Paps and the Den Zacks. Yep. And the Knicks. Oh, screw that guy. Who cares? Knicks. Knicks going to be an a important part of this hand. The Artie Paps and the Den Zacks. Is that your rap? Are you rapping? Yeah. Nice. It's as close as it gets, at least. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing it. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so Dan Zach is probably my favorite live at the bike player. Yeah. He's so fun. He does weird stuff. He's going to do some weird stuff in this hand. I'll tell he you really what. Is. Artie Paps, we've done a ton of stuff on the Artie Paps. He's actually not going to be a huge factor in the hand. He does matter, though, greatly. He does. Still. He affects all of the things. So a bit of a factor. Yeah. He's also... I think in the hands we've seen anyway, he's like the most successful player we've ever seen at Live of the Bike for the hands we've done. He always wins like every hand we play. Every hand we uh, break down, he always wins. And usually they're really big pots. Yeah. Although the other one that was him and Dan Zach, he, he won the hand, but he kind of got owned where uh, he makes the full house with... I mean, I don't know tens. if he got owned. Dan Zach just played great. It's not exactly the same as getting owned. Okay. Right? Dan Zach I mean, made an incredible and what looked like easy fold for him where, where Artie Paps is supposed to get paid off by most players. Wasn't it a check back? It was a check back. That's what it is. Yeah. That's why he didn't get owned, because he just checked, and like he would always check there. Yeah. And Danzak just insta-checked it back with an overpair, which is just Danzak playing like a god. Anyway. Yes. It is like that. Let's see how these guys play this one. Okay. They play all, all sorts of different stakes on Live with the Bike, and these two guys are involved in a lot of the different stake levels. This is probably one of the lower stakes for, for these players. We're doing a 10-20 game here. Yeah. And like no, no weird stuff happening. It's just a normal 10-20 game, at least for this hand. Yeah, for this hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this hand was suggested by DJ Elixir. Resident oh, yeah. DJ, he, he might want to... DJ Elixir, I give you permission to sample my rap from earlier. <laughs> That's very me, nice of you. Uh, let, me, let me do it again in case you didn't get okay. it clearly. The Artie Paps and the Dan's X. Doodly, doodly, do. <laughs> Just in case you didn't catch that or have a rewind button on your yeah. podcast app. Yeah, that's there. You go. That's a uh, that's that's going to be a top forty hit right there. Top forty hit where? Probably in wh- on what list? I imagine it'll start off being popular in Indonesia. Yeah, it might take a couple of years to to really make it in some of the other countries. It's like a searching for Sugarman type situation here, where it's a little going to find out you're the like biggest searching, rap artist in Indonesia ten like years from now. Searching for Flower Man than Sugarman. Oh, flower like F-L-O-U-R? Yeah. Oh, I heard it like, you know, flowers that grow no, outside. No, flower is more important in baking in general. Okay. Hey, let's get to the hand. All right. Um, of course, if you want to suggest a hand for the breakdown, use Twitter. We are two poker guys, number two poker guys. Include a YouTube link and timestamp that, please. Please. All right. So, Sam begins with the guy with no last name. We're just saying that. It's, Nick. It's a, it's a fact. Nick. Yeah. He's got $12,200 in front of him in this 10-20 game. These guys are deep. For a 10-20 yep. game, 600 blinds. He opens two nines, nine of diamonds, nine of clubs, plus one to 60. So, uh, slightly small for a 10-20 game, but it, agreed. whatever. Whatever. Yeah. We're not going to make There's way more stuff to talk about than this. Yes. Who cares? Uh, he's plus one when he does this. Okay. Art Papazian has ace king of diamonds. Uh, Artie Paps. Artie Paps. I was actually behind him in the registration line for the main event this year. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to say, hey, Artie Paps, what's up? Why didn't you? Then I didn't, because I just felt like he wouldn't like it. 
You could have said arts, art, art, artsy, artsy, fapsy. You know, artsy, it's fartsy, me. Fapsy, wapsy. It's me, Grant D. You got, you want a party? From the two poker G's. Yeah, it would have been. You know, he might know who you are. It's possible. Anyway, who cares? Let's he very well might. Let's get um, on to it. But I, I just, I don't care about the knowledge of who I am. I no, I mean, but then he might like be like, oh, hey. But I know? just wanted to say, I want to tap on the shoulder and be like, Artie Paps. I'm sure he gets that. It would have been fine. You think he, people call him Artie Paps? People react to him, you know. Pe- people like do react think, to us. People react to him too. But do you think they call him Artie Paps? People have names for him that are probably not his actual name. <sighs> You're not helping right nope. now. Nope. I'm intentionally not answering the question, but let's get out of the hand. Okay. So Art is going to three bet his ace, king of diamonds. Yeah. I guess we're at a table where it's like limit, except it's three X because he makes it 180. He makes it 180. What yeah. are we doing, people? <laughs> I would go a little bit bigger, but it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's fine. fine. Dan Zach, the wonderful Dan Zach. Doodly, 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 D. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> He's, that's a nice rap sample. <laughs> Yeah. He's got 9,500 in front of him. He uses the short stack in the hand. <laughs> We're going to build the whole song around that doodly thing. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Anyway, he's on the button. <laughs> he's on the button with king, queen of clubs. Yeah. And most of the time, this is a fold, but this is an extreme stack depth. Yeah. And it's a cash game. And like, there's a lot of factors here. So, and we have the button. Yeah. So there's reason to continue. I don't think we're supposed to fold. The question is, at this stack depth, what's better, three betting or calling? Right. Four betting or calling. Four yes. betting or calling. Excuse me. I would think normally we would call here, right? Wouldn't we just normally call like all our reasonable hands when we're this deep? We're going to call two sevens. We can call king, queen suited. Now, Dan Zach may not be agreeing with me at all. Maybe he's calling nothing here. But Maybe. Um, but I would think like we would be calling a lot. We'd call, we'd call a lot of stuff, especially when we're on the button. It's like a pretty sweet setup. And if we were to re-raise, we actually lower the value of the button a little bit. You know, like the less deep we are, the less valuable position is. Now we're still pretty deep, but I would think my default here would be to just call. Yeah, it feels like a hand where we really don't want to get five bet, but it's such a nice hand to see a flop with. Now, some of the time Nick's going to go ahead and five bet anyway Yeah, uh, when we just call, but it's... Four bet, but yes. No, we're four betting. If or we, no, if, you said if, we, if we just if we call, call. Yeah, four bet. Sometimes Nick's going to go ahead and four bet if we just call here. Yeah, we're going to get blown off this pot sometimes, no matter what we do, whether we five bet, sorry, whether we four bet or whether we just call. Like yeah. the other guys can have big enough hands that they just blow us off it for sure. The value of four betting is that sometimes Art's messing around and Nick doesn't have a strong enough. Like it's hard to have a strong enough hand to stand up to a cold four bet. Yeah, so that's true. Sometimes we just get to win the money in the pot. Right now. Yep. We, so we're turning our hand into a bluff. Now we have, as we like to say on this show, significant blockers with yeah. the king and the queen. That's nice. Um, but, you know, like we're on the button. Like we have a hand that flops super well. It, not the end of the world. It's a flat here, I think. Now, of course, yeah. we wouldn't flat if we had 100 blinds. We'd just throw our hand away usually. Or four bet as a bluff. But I feel like, I guess five bet as a bluff? Four bet. Or four yeah, betting. four bet as a bluff. Wow, it's really hard to keep track. Um, but... Mostly we just fold this hand if we were a lot shorter, yes, but we're absolutely. so, so, so deep and everyone's deep. This feels like we're, we kind of have to play this hand. The majority of the time, if we do four bet also, we're going to knock Nick out of the pot at least. Yeah. And if right. we get continued on versus Art, he's going to have some calls in him. We're going to have the initiative. We're going to get to win a lot. That's true. No, there's a lot of value in, yeah. in, in raising for that reason. It just as one of those hands that feels like such a wonderful calling hand. It does. But instead of that, Dan decides he is going to four bet. Yep. I mean, we're, we're balancing our four betting range, our cold four betting range yeah. here, right? That's Art, what's going on. Art probably three bets a lot. So yeah, it's probably okay. No, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. But Nick did open plus one, right? Yeah. So, but still, it's okay to do it. We're just 
going to have to fold a lot. We're going to four bet fold a lot. So Dan does four bet to 550. Okay. I think maybe Nick should fold. There's two nines here. I think we should strongly considering folding right now. Okay, let's think it through. What's the effective stack? Uh, Dan Zach at 9,500. Okay, so if Papazian isn't re-raising, we can call and set mine very comfortably. Yeah, right? that's quite an assumption, though. Yeah, but I don't know about very comfortably. We can call and set mine, though. Uh, it is an assumption for sure. But now, I mean, Papazian's only going to re-raise with a few hands. Like, yeah. So there's not much there, at least. But we could just... Th- I mean, I would mostly throw my hand away here. But, it, but maybe you also are aware of the dynamic between these guys as Nick. And we're like, can't just throw two nines away because... Because Papsy three bet and Zaxi four bet. I mean, that's what they do when they got the button. I don't know, man. Also, like, we're gonna let Papazian bluff us a lot of the time if he if he decides to five bet and then Dan folds because like then the stack depth is gonna be a real problem for us. And Papazian is certainly capable of taking a blocker and five betting here because he knows Dan Zach and what he's doing. And we've actually been suggested a hand that we're not going to do. Mm-hmm. This is not enough, but where Papazian just goes completely nuts with ace two suited yeah. preflop because yeah, he has against a Dan Zach actually. And Dan Zach happens to have aces. Yeah, no, you know, you're absolutely right. And the fact is, if we just flat as Nick, this is a problem. Papsy can decide to put in a big five bet here, and like one, we're super capped. We can really never call. And yeah. so like, so like it's, so now art will know if we just call here, he can see, he knows what kind of range we have. And we know it's a range that really can't stand a big five bet. And so as long as Dan Zach folds, art basically just gets to win all the money right now. It's a pretty good spot to five bet. I think I, flat. I think I want to just fold the Me two nines, just lose the 60 bucks. It's yeah. Fine. It's only $60. And by the way, we can call, we're calling just to set mine. It's not that good. No, and we're out of position against both these good players. We should just fold nines. I agree with you. Yep. Well, he doesn't, he calls. Yeah. And oops, Art five bets. Yeah, that, that is not surprising to me. Hundred, that's not surprising at all, especially that, considering his hand. What's surprising to me is that his sizing. You think it's big? I think it's small. Oh, sixteen hundred is small. Five fifty in a call. Yeah, you we have to make it a like lot more. Don't we want fold equity? Twenty two fifty or something. Yeah, like we want fold equity with this hand for sure. Probably any hand, honestly, three yeah. ways. But like, we should make it. Yeah, like twenty two, twenty three hundred, something like that. I think really, really clearly. This is a consistent criticism we have of Arpapazian yes. on live at the bike. That's right. The, for a cash game, he seems to choose small sizing that he, seems he, ineffective sometimes. It feels like he's often betting as if it's a tournament. He sizes it like it's a tournament rather yeah. than a cash game. Although he's very successful in the cash game, as far as I can tell, and plays well. Right. But his sizing stuff, pre-flop especially, I, and even post-flop often, feels just way too small to me for these cash games. Maybe he's got something figured out that we don't know. It's possible, but I don't think so. Yeah. It's well, possible. Now- now it's a thousand fifty to Dan Zach. I mean, I mean, now we have to call. We kind of don't we? Because Nick's like never going to six bet, having played it this it way. It would right? be shocking for Nick to six. Bet. And once Dan calls, Nick's going to have a lot of calls too. And yep. Queen suited flops well enough. We force Nick to call. Once yeah. Nick calls the five fifty, he's going to have to call the thousand if we call. Yeah. We get to be in position with a hand that still flops well, although stack to pot is now massively problematic. It is like if we flopped a king. We're probably going to go broke against Art now. We don't know this, but that's probably the case, right? Because yeah. we've got two to one stack to pot. Art's going to continue on a king high board pretty much always, and we're just not going to be able to fold. Right. But so, luckily for us, Art is capable of having bluffs here, so yes. sometimes one pair is going to do it for Th- us. And that's why we're going to yeah. be forced to not fold. Top right. Pair. Yeah. So, no, I think, so I think we now have a pretty straightforward call, even though the stack to pot stuff is brutal. We still can flop really, really well. Yeah. This hand could be over right now if Papazian made it 2200. Yes. I think, I think goes, Dan Zach then probably it folds. goes fold, fold then. And Nick then has to fold too because yeah. he can't set mine profitably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, 
the sizing is such that Dan decides it's a callable. And then Nick is like, uh, this is kind of a weird spot because he's calling a thousand to set mine essentially at this point. Yeah. I don't and know if he can profitably do it actually. Like, yeah, he's getting such incredible immediate odds though. Is he? How much is in the pot? Thir- um, like 4,000 thir- or less? It's, it's a thousand to win. It's a thousand to win 3750 essentially. Okay. So that's good. And then what's our, what's the effective stacks after we make the call? After we make the call, the effective stack is going to be, it's going to be Dan Zach, Dan, but we have three players in the pot. So no, I know um, Dan's going to have 8,500. Okay. So, so that's only like 11 to one, 11 and a half to one right there. Maybe a little more. It's like 12, almost no, 12 have to one. 8,000. I'm sorry. Okay. Call 12 to one. Yeah. Um, and how deep is art? All right. What's the effective stack between us and art? Uh, 12 to after this, after the, no, no. Okay. Before, before. Yeah. So it's like 14 to one there. It's really not that good. It's not. But at this point, it seems absurd to put in 550 and fold for a thousand more, closing the action. Yeah, like we really can't do that, even like though a, it's bad. We shouldn't like have called the 550. Old, yeah, I don't think we should call it. But here we are. Whatever. Now, now you feel kind of. Just feel like a call. big old dummy if you fold at this point, you know? Yeah. No. Now it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. So Nick does call. And we have now, to. Hope, we have to hope somehow they both have ace king, I guess. And now in this 1020 game, the pot going to the flop is four thousand eight hundred and thirty dollars. It's hard to imagine that that's the case. <laughs> it's like two hundred and. 40 blinds almost. Yeah. But here we are. And it's not all a little in. more. That's, that's just how deep they are. That, yeah. That like, it's that many blinds pre-flop and nobody's all in. Right. Or and close to it really. Well, I mean, Dan Zach now has what, like 7,000 and change something like that left. Yeah. So he's less than two to one. Yeah. But okay. But that makes it easy for him too. If he flops top pair, he's just not going to fold. Well, there's we a flop go. that he's not going to fold on. Yeah. It's the deuce of clubs, deuce of hearts, three of clubs flop. Kind of a dream flop for Dan Zach against yeah. these ranges. And this is the disastrous thing for Nick. It's like a, as good of a flop as you can hope for, except one that contains a nine. Yeah. And it's still like, this sucks. Like, I hate this well, spot. I mean, I think as Nick, we have to have some plans right now, which yeah. is like, all right, I'm going to check. Yes. If Artie Paps bets and Dan Zach calls, I am folding my Absolutely. two nines. Absolutely. If Artie Paps bets and Dan Zach folds, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to have to, I guess I have to call once and call then, once and, fi- and pray for rain. I don't know. Pray they, they postpone the hand and I get in a few days to figure it out. I could just decide to fold. Papsy usually bets really small though. So if, if Paps bets like, you know, 1400 and, and Dan Zach folds, we just have to call once with two nines, I think. And then, but probably fold to big turn bets, which sucks. This is why I don't want to call the 550. I initially. agree. I agree. We should have lost $60 at this hand. Here we are. But anyway, those are the plans, though, right? Like, yeah. And we, I mean, if it somehow checks through, which seems very unlikely, if it somehow checks through, we pray for a safe card on the turn, and then we can bet. Hey, guess what? It somehow checks through. Yep. I understand. I don't understand why it checks through. I understand why Art checks. I understand why Nick checks. I understand why Art checks. Why in the world? Let's, talk, Dan... about why, let's talk about Art checking for a okay. second. Some people will assume that he's supposed to bet here. Okay. Um, it's just... With all of the preflop action, it feels like we're not really going to have a ton of fold equity against two players here. Like, there's often going to be an overpair in there. Like, it's it seems optimistic, even though we just said what Nick's plan would be with two nines here. It seems optimistic to try and fold out two jacks and two tens over the course of this hand. It yeah. just seems optimistic. So we don't have to try. We can just like we we five bet. It didn't really work out the way we wanted. This board is not really working for us. It'd be surprising if I mean Nick really looks like. What does Nick have here? Right? Nick has ace queen suited, maybe ace king and big pocket pairs. Yeah, or po- reasonable pocket pairs. Like, what does Dan Zach have? 
I mean, he's got something real too. He did call our five bet. He yeah, we kind nothing. of put him on something like Jacks a lot of the time. Yeah, Jacks and ten. So like, we're really going to try and get Dan Zach to fall Jacks with a two to one stack to pot ratio. Good luck with that. Like we just said, his whole plan was if he flops a king or a queen, he's not going to fold, right? Even though it would be bad if he flops a yeah. king from. Like he's just not going to fold. So I like art checking and sort of saying, all right, I don't even have a diamond on this board, let right. alone two. Like I got, I don't have a whole. Lot. I got one back door and overs like. Jack, like I understand, I'm probably not. Yeah, gonna I win think this it's pot. a good check. Like if Dan bets and Nick calls, I have to fold. If Dan bets, I may just we may I may have to fold even if Nick yeah. folds, depending on sizing and stuff. But here's the thing: Dan doesn't bet. Dan doesn't bet. He has the king queen of clubs on the deuce deuce three two club board. What's up with this? Why wouldn't we bet as Dan Zach? He may think he doesn't have any fold equity himself. He may think that Nick is going to have a lot of pairs. He blocks ace king and ace queen. We also maybe believe that Art is the kind of guy. I don't know if I actually believe this, by the way, but that Art is the kind of guy who can have two aces here. And on this relatively safe board, I know there's two clubs, but come on, it's pretty dry, pretty safe board. Yeah. That he could actually check a, a monster, yeah, a monster over pair here. We Since we have kings, we have king queen here, so he could actually have aces. And then we actually are not really in good shape. Like we don't right. want to get it in against aces here. And the two to one stack to pot ratio is kind of perfect to check shove aces. If, if yes. uh, Dan's going to bet. That's right. And we will be forced to call and get it in pretty bad. Yeah. So we can avoid all that by checking. That would have to be the real reason. As also, opposed to like being kind of about messing Nick. with the dials a little bit. You know, I think yeah. that's the type of player that Dan is where he wants to just mess around a bit with the dials, make it so it's not so easy to understand his ranges because you would never put him on this hand when he checks. Nope. Never. Never put him on this hand. But yeah, that's true. So like if a club comes, we're going to be hard not to get paid as Dan Zach. I'll give him that. That's for sure. Assuming that somebody has a hand, they wouldn't have folded on the flop anyway. Right, right. There's a lot, but like a lot of club, like a big club could scare people off and so on. But it's, if you combine those two things that sometimes art has aces, cause he's just not afraid of this board. Right. And sometimes like, and if someone has clubs, like arts getting in with that person anyway, like yeah. he's never going to fold out a flush draw right now. Like they're the, the stack to pot is not big enough to do that. Right. So who cares? And uh, so then this could be like a kind of a cool way to play aces, but we have to think that in combination with it's important to be to balance our checking range and sometimes check our big flush draws here, right? Those two things have to be operating at the same time right now. Yeah. Because sometimes mostly we're supposed to bet this is Dan Zach, right? Yep. Let's just do a very quick thought experiment. One minute thought experiment. Dan Zach bets a normal amount. Dan Zach bets $2,900. Okay. You're Nick. I fold. I think. What a deal for Dan Zach. Yeah. Your art. Fold. Bam. We get to win right now. Now, we can see the cards, obviously, so it's not entirely fair. But as Dan Zach, except, and, uh, except for the very rare times where Papazian has aces here, there's sort of no bad outcomes, right? It's like, we bet, we get shoved on, we insta-call, and we're up against two jacks, we're up against two tens, we're up against a lot of stuff that it's, it's fine equity-wise. It's great. We're often ahead equity-wise. Yeah. You know? So it's interesting that he decides not to do it, but it may very well be like the Tom Dwan... I got to do this sometimes with this kind of a hand in this spot. So that way you, cause we play each other all the time and the meta game's important. Yeah. Anyway. All right. We well, it does check around and I think it's a very interesting check and yeah. I, I don't think I can be too critical of it because Dan definitely knows what he's doing and of course. He's, he's got plans for these types of players. I agree. Um, I agree. Also, you, we set ourselves up for, as Dan for a cool shove on the turn if we want to. Yeah. Speaking of plans for types of players, you guys know a lot of how we think about poker, which should give you uh, an advantage over us in our monthly nitrogen sports 
poker tournament. And yet it doesn't seem to when we play, does it, Grant? Oh, because it's just, we, we're out adjusting you. I'm sorry. That's just how it goes. <laughs> uh, we know what you're thinking. We know what, that you hear these podcasts, yeah. and we just counter all of it, man. Yeah, you think we actually believe the things we say in no, these podcasts? this is all a setup so that way we do well in the In the 100 millibit guaranteed. Which is a significant guarantee. It's about 800 bucks right now, yes. the price of Bitcoin. And uh, that's for a 0.1 millibit buy-in, which is 80 cents. 80 cents. That is a crazy deal. You got to use the link in the description when you sign up because the guarantee is never met, Jonathan. It's never even close to met. No, as you said in our last podcast, you need a thousand players to do this. That's four digits. We've never even had triple digits in terms of players. That means there's just an insane overlay, usually like 13, 14, 15 to one you're getting on your money. And you get to play with the poker guys. And by the way, it's a super fast tournament. It takes like hour and a half, even when you win. I and mean, it's, it's a great uh, deal. Definitely worth the 80 cent investment. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's a good deal. So use the link in the description or else you don't have access to that tournament or right. access to all of other good stuff on nitrogen. Yeah, because there's, of course, sports betting. Yeah. There's casino games. It's the stuff. That's that's the new slogan. Yeah. And you got to say it slowly Nitrogen like sports. It's the stuff. Yeah. You're welcome, Nitrogen. You have a new jingle. We did it all for you guys. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to the hen. Okay. Um, so, still 48.30 in the pot after it checks through on the Deuce Deuce 3-2 club board. Uh, Dan Zach's got king, queen of clubs. Somehow checked that. Yep. Art has ace, king of diamonds. Nick has two nines. The turn is the seven of diamonds. Yes. So... I mean, this board's running out pretty good for Nick right now yeah. as far as like being in a horrible situation pre-flop. And once it checks through on the flop, he's feeling a little better about it. It's like sometimes I'm winning now. I'm not always winning, but I'm winning a lot. Yeah. A lot. And then the seven comes and it's like, I'm still winning a lot. Like, okay, I'm losing to two sevens now. If someone has pocket sevens. And if someone slow played a monster, but usually they won't slow play the monster in this, this stack to pot stuff, like rarely. You know, we can't give another free card. It sort of sucks to be out of position, but we just can't give another free card. So we just, we have to bet his neck, right? I think Nick makes a mistake. He does bet. Yeah, he, he makes a mistake. He bets a quarter of the pot. I don't know why. He bets 1,200 into 4,800. Is it, is everyone this afraid of Art having aces? I don't understand. Is, is, I don't know what we could be afraid of here, like that we can't bet a normal amount. Okay, I'm going to go through what I believe his thought process is. Okay. I believe he thinks that due to the check through on the flop, his opponents both just have two big cards, and they do. Yeah. And that 1,200 is going to work as effectively as a more normal-sized bet, like uh, 3K. And got it. there's no reason to risk any more than that. Okay, you know what? That's actually a pretty good thought process. Yeah, so... All right, you know what? I really like that thought process. <laughs> like, it, it's really weird to put... Any, you, you don't have to worry about pricing out the flush draw. No one should have a flush draw here. Yeah. Both these guys should have bet their flush draws on the flop. Dan Zach didn't, but there's no reason to think that. Right. So actually, 1,200 should work really, really well for what we're what we're targeting. We don't like, we expect we're just going to win almost always. And it's great. Right? I mean, it's, I think it's only okay if we also bet 1200, if we have sevens full here, or if we have like, you know, a monster hand of some type. Well, it would make sense to, cause it's hard to put those guys on anything real. Yeah. So we bet small anyway. Yeah. Maybe that's what's going on. Okay. You know what? I'm totally down with this sizing. I come I've come full circle in this quickly. It's weird. Cause you didn't like the sizing either, but yeah. Did you come around too? You- I sort of, I think I just want to be able to get more value when I really do have it here. But value from what? What's supposed to call? These guys are elite players. They play at a high level. Like you can't necessarily range them that effectively. I mean, you can get value on the river a lot anyway. If only one calls you like the stack to pot, isn't that big? Like the the pot's going to have almost $8,000 in it. You know, anyway, in fact, it's going to have $8,000 in it. 
Like we're going to have a one-to-one stack to power ratio. So I don't, I don't hate betting a little more, but I think you can really get your value anyway. It really depends on if this guy is balanced or not. If he's not like players like Dan Zach and Arpapazian, if they've noticed that this guy, and I don't know anything about Nick, but if he's just like kind of a recreational player who they're bringing on on live with the bike might be like kind of scared sizing and feel like they can attack it. I mean, maybe, maybe, but at the same point, it just looks like, I mean, I just really hard to, if you're Nick, let's say, okay, so we bet 1200, right? What's our plan if we get raced? Probably fold, right? So if art raises, we just have to fold, right? Yeah. Cause art just is going to have it too much. Yeah. If Dan raises, are we folding also? What's Dan supposed to have? Seven's full. Seven's full or quad deuce. No, he's not going to raise quad deuces. He's probably going to bet quad deuces, honestly, on the flop anyway. Um, it's weird because you would think like Danzac might even bet two sevens on the flop. Like, but he didn't bet king, queen of clubs. So I guess we don't know what he's doing. It's definitely an uncomfortable spot if we get raised. I mean, we can of go course. with two nines and feel like the biggest dummy in the world when we're wrong, which is going to be it's gonna happen frequent a lot. enough. Yeah, it's true. Because we do set ourselves up for just in case someone was getting cute. Like Art Papazian can have a flush draw. He can have the ace, king of clubs here. Yeah, right? and, and be yeah. trying to check raise Dan Zach all in yeah. and have failed. And so we bet 1,200 and then Art finally gets to put in his big raise. And now like if we decide to fold, it's sort of a disaster. Right. That's what I'm concerned about is, is these very aggressive, exploitative type players yeah. trying to capitalize on our sizing here. And it's not a spot where... Like, throw balance out the window for a second. We don't have a hand that wants that. Like, no, I mean, we just want to take the pot down, right? So, right, we don't want to incentivize them to do anything like that. We right. don't want to give them any opportunity to think that way. So we, so what we've got is we've got this, this tension between what you just said and then this notion of, like, do we want to bet so much that when we get raised, they always have it, and we're just risking a lot more for no really obvious reason because they're probably going to fold all their overcards anyway for, like, 1,200. 1,200 is so small. It is. But... Like, is it that different, really, 1,200 on this card? 1,200 and 2,000 and 3,000? It really shouldn't be. Maybe not. It should play the same. This, might, I mean, I think we just need to have a plan as Nick, what we're going to do if we get raised by these different players, what we want to do if we're calling or folding. Yeah. And it's got to be based on just what we think about them, you know? It's just a scary spot with two nines here. Yeah. I think I would be... I, I think... Now, I like to call... I think if I bet 1,200 on this board and either one of these guys raised, I would not fold. I think I would say to myself, Art likes to continue when he's got big over pairs from what I've seen, just from the few hands that I've seen. He bets really small, but he almost always continues. I have a hard time believing Dan Zach's checking back an over pair on the flop, so I guess he could have two sevens and checked it back, but I think he's going to bet that a lot. I'm going with it. Like, whatever. I don't know what's going on. I showed weakness, though, and these guys are good enough to jump on that. I'm, I'm going with yeah, it. Yeah, but we're less frequently going to be put in the spot where we have to go with it with two nines here if we bet bigger. That's true. That's true. That's true. I don't know. It's probably fine. Um, let's talk about the other actions here. Okay, good. Because Nick bets 1,200 into 4,800. Art folds. He can't really do anything stuck between Art really has to Nick fold. and Dan. Yeah. yeah. Um, and art and like Nick, knew this. Nick usually has a, a pocket pair here. Like yeah, has Nick played. has like two tens and two jacks, yeah. like a lot, like a lot. Uh, Nick bet small enough that Dan's forced to call or raise with his flush draw. Uh, he decides to call. Dan absolutely could raise here. Yeah, this is interesting that Dan keeps not taking aggressive actions. What is Dan supposed to have? Maybe this is part of the like 
good luck figuring this out, buddy. Yeah. Like I just call now. Like what in the world can I ever have? I think he's doing that. I think he's like, he's on TV enough now that he's trying to be like, you cannot range me. Like there's no story that makes any sense. I four bet called the five bet, check back the flop, called the turn on this turn. What in the world am I supposed to have? That isn't, nope, that isn't quad deuces. I guess I could have quad deuces, but even that, I don't think he, I don't even know if he could have called the four bet or the five arch five yeah, bet know. with quad deuces, but let's pretend he could. Quad deuces make sense, I guess. Although he might bet quad deuces on the flop, honestly, because someone's, you know, Nick often has an overpair. Yeah. But maybe not. Maybe he checks it back with a stack to pot. It once feels like, a chance to catch like Dan Zach is pulling an opposite Garrett, Garrett Adelstein, where Adelstein is often yes. taking aggressive actions with hands that seem like horrific hands to take aggressive actions with. And Dan is just taking continuously passive actions with a hand that you'd expect him to want right. to take aggressive actions. Right. With. And, and you know, like you said, he's doing it. He knows he's on TV or on the internet or whatever. He knows people are watching this. He knows his opponents are watching this. So he knows he has to do this sometimes with these kinds of hands. So maybe that's what's going on here. It's just like, good luck figuring this out. Like when out once Dan calls as Nick, what are we putting him on? I think we're like, Oh, I guess maybe he did check back an overpair yeah. of some type. And that's what I would think. Cause I, I would, like, I would expect an overpair more likely than a flush. Draw. Now I think we're losing to two jacks. Yeah. Something like that. Somehow we checked two jacks on the flop. I don't know how, but right. Somehow we checked two jacks, but like what else can he call with that? He didn't bet the flop with. He's not calling with ace high. Mm, ace high clubs only, but you think he'd bet the flop exactly, with that. Yeah. I mean, he didn't bet the flop with clubs, but we would think he would. So it's incredible. I mean, it feels like it's got to be two jacks that somehow checked or something like that. It's really hard to have any sense. Two sevens, I guess, that decided yeah. it's just not good enough to bet the flop. Yeah. It just doesn't want, like, forget the free cards. I need a set to That's continue. That's the thing. We can't, we can't discount hands because there's no hand that actually makes sense at this point. Right. But as Nick, we can... But he did call. So we cannot, we cannot get a lot of fluff. Well, we, can, we can't discount hands that seem like he would have bet the flop with, I guess. We can, we can discount, like, Jack 10 of diamonds. If, like, of course. Yeah. But, like, yeah. But, like, he's got pocket pairs most of which we're losing to, some of which we're beating, but most of which we're losing to, right? Yeah. He's got, I guess he has clubs sometimes because well, look, he called. Yeah, I guess we have to think that's the type of thing he has. And that's it, right? It's so weird. What else can he have? There's no four or five that didn't bet the flop. If he somehow had four or five suited, he's betting the flop. If he somehow ace four, ace five, he just, maybe he isn't. Maybe I'm just wrong. He's, he didn't bet king, queen, right. clubs. It's maybe like I'm just thing. wrong. It is pretty, pretty much the same thing. Um, but he doesn't really have ace four, or ace five, or four or five because he called a five bet, and yeah. they're just not deep enough. He's gonna have a two to one stack to pot ratio. Yeah, he's not feels, doing that with those hands. It feels a lot like we're beat here as Nick. I agree. We're yeah. So I think we're like okay. Well, at least we knocked R- RDP out, but now we know more than we knew before. All right, not ideal. What's the we river? Did, we did bet very small though, so I mean, maybe, if, maybe if, he's floating because Art folded and right. he's reading into our weakness and deciding that the way he's going to attack our weakness is not by raising now, but by trying to take it away later. Maybe Danzak has ace king and is like, you can have, I can have a better ace high than you. Yeah, and, it's you so, have, and it's so cheap, I'm calling. And Nick can have clubs. I yeah, don't know. right. Yeah. yeah, Nick can have lots of, Nick's gonna, Nick can have everything. Yeah. Nick's the only guy who can have everything right now. I mean, not everything. He called all those bets pre, I guess. Yeah. So, and actually Nick can't really, well, Dan knows that Nick almost never has clubs because Dan blocks all the good club stuff. And Dan that knows Nick really that have. Nick very rarely has something like aces or kings. Right. Right. We block Kings anyway, but also yes. Yeah. So it feels like Jacks are like squarely in Nick's. Feels like Jacks against Jacks. <laughs> Always. But it's not that. Yeah. All right. So the pot is now $7,230. Okay. The river is the five of hearts. So this board ran out pretty clean for Nick. Yeah. This is a good, 
good run out for sure. So we need, yeah, Dan Zach just, this five shouldn't really matter. Dan Zach, I guess, could have pocket fives. Yeah, for I guess when we bet twelve hundred on the turn, maybe he's like, "Yeah, you have clubs a lot with the sizing." Yeah, yeah. I think he's got a call with any pair when we bet yeah. twelve hundred on the turn. So Nick checks. Yeah, I don't see any value in betting. It seems weird to bet unless we're trying to get value out of like two eights exactly, which just seems like or a seven suited exactly, which I don't know that Dan's ever going to show up with here. I like checking. Nick checks and he's just praying for the quick check back because we're like, I don't really know what's going on. I check. Just hoping for a quick check back. Yeah, like get we get a quick roll check over back. the nines. Be like, okay. I, over. I must win, good. right? I must win if you check. Yeah. I mean, maybe Dan checks back to tens. That's the one hand in the world yeah. that we can lose to. And, but probably wouldn't fall to tens if we bet anyway. Probably. Yeah. He, might, he might even bet two tens, but we're not sure. Yeah. Um, so he probably bets two tens once we check on it. Dan's sitting there now with king, queen, high. Yeah. And how, much, how much does he have in his stack? He's got like 7K. He's got like one to one, a little yeah. less than one to one. Okay. He decides to bluff. Good. He decides to bluff for 3400 instead of going for it. It's so interesting. It never when we were watching the hand, it never occurred to me that I figured he was going to bluff. It never occurred to me he wouldn't go all in. This is much better than going all in, I think. Yeah. Because based on how we've done the ranging of Dan throughout the hand, it's like if he has it in parentheses or not parentheses quotes, uh, it's usually something like jacks. Maybe, jacks or pocket sevens. Maybe sometimes queens. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe sometimes queens. Yeah. And how would he bet to get called by a worse hand? With a hand like that. And I right. don't think he would go all in. I think he would bet something like 3,400. Especially after the 1,200 bet on the turn. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, it look, and then Nick checks the river. I mean, Nick looks weak. Yeah. So it's funny because when we, after I saw Dan do this, I thought, oh, is he's trying to fold out ace high clubs because he has king high clubs and that yeah. makes sense. But I'm not sure what ace high clubs can really show up here. Nick has ace jack of clubs. Maybe. I don't think, he called 550. I mean, that's a similar, went three bet, four similar bet, quality hand to nines. Nines is way better. I guess you can hear nines, nine, when nines, nines is easier decisions with yeah. an ace jack of clubs almost always on flops and turns. Except in this hand. Ace jack of clubs would have been a lot easier to play on this hand. Yes. Ace jack of clubs would have been easier. But I mean, whatever. With nines, we have an overpair. Would it's you rather cool. have ace jack of clubs or nines in this exact spot once you get to the flop? Oh, once I get to the flop, I'd rather have a check clubs. Well, sure. case closed But on the river. I'd rather have nines. You can't handle the truth <laughs> anyway. So here we are. Um, but so, so it's possible that there's no club combinations in Nick's range because he flatted the four bet, you know, when he might've just folded. Uh, he's probably, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have nines either. I know, but people I think are more apt to call with nines than because yeah. like we think people can call with tens and jacks, right? Those are very similar to nines. Ace Jack is really not ace Jack is dominated so, so, so often based on that kind of action that I think ace jack usually folds. Yeah, whatever. Also out of position. I, I expect ace jack is usually folding. Anyway, if he has club combinations, maybe it's one combo of ace jack. All right. Like he doesn't so, have ace nine of clubs, right? So the question is, is Dan doing a good job of, of repping something? And the answer is, I don't know. It's hard <laughs> because... <laughs> right, exactly. He, he checked the flop, which means you're not repping an overpair, but at the same point, he called the turn. So now so he's repping, like, but he called only 1,200 on the turn. Yeah. And now he's betting 3,400 on the river. Dan has done such a good job making this hand confusing that I have, if I'm in Nick's shoes, I have no idea what the hell's going on. Right. Like, okay, so you do have jacks and you check the flop and only, I understand only calling the turn, I guess, even though 1,200, you like don't want to blow, like you figure it's going to raise up yeah. and fold anyway. Um, why wouldn't you bet the flop with jacks? I just sit there and keep wondering that. Why wouldn't you bet the flop with tens or jacks or well, queens? But the thing is, what else does he have? I don't know. I don't know what he has. It's name the bluff. Ace King. Ace King that called on the turn 
because it was 1200 and he's in position and it's so cheap and now it feels like he should bluff just in case. That seems pretty unlikely. All of it's unlikely. Yeah, you can't put him on clubs either. Which I can't is put him has. on anything. Nope. This is one of those weird spots where it's like, all right, maybe I have to fall back on distribution like because I got nothing. I got nothing. And this is where Dan's interesting and confusing style might hurt him because um, he's played this hand in such a way that like we're saying, it's like, how can you range him for value or bluffs? None of it really makes sense. Right. So then it's just going to go back to the basics of poker, which are not one, where am I in my distribution? But more importantly, what price am I being laid? Yeah. Frequencies. And even though the 3,400 looks like a good representation of if I would have played jacks or queens this way, that's how much I would bet. It also makes it so our opponent is getting three to one, which yeah, now is we, not we great. To call a large percentage of, our, of yeah. our range here, and if you want to, even if you want to say, well, we should let's not call that much because of the way those the way the hand played out, the five bet pre, all these things. Dan Zek did cold four bet. He did choose to call the turn. Even with all of that, we could say, all right, well, we can't. Let's not call with that huge chunk of our range. Although against Dan Zek, you probably are supposed to. But forget that. Even if you knock it down significantly, nines are still going to be in the part where we have to call. Like, because like our best hand here is jacks, right? Yep. And our and like we have ace highs. Well, we have sevens full probably. Maybe we can have sevens full. Fine. So this is our fourth best hand we can show up with. We think maybe probably and unless we can have pocket fives, so then it's the fifth best hand we can show up with. But we definitely have like ace queen suited. We definitely have ace king here, right? We have like just the ace kings alone mean we can call with nines, I think. Yeah. That's probably more than enough. With you, If you look at both distribution and frequency, either one of those probably makes it so we can call. Certainly when you, if you're like looking at the price you're getting, which is where frequency comes into play, I think we just have to call. Now, I don't know anything about Nick, but I'm assuming he's not as good as Dan. Let's believe I'm assuming he knows that. Right. So when you're in a spot like that, sometimes you just have to be like, I just can't let him do his whatever his weird thing is. I got to call. Right. It's like, I mean, I'm losing a lot here, but it's okay when you're getting three to one to lose a lot. Like we don't need to win much. Right. That's important. Like we can win 30% of the time and it's great. Now it doesn't feel great because 70% of the time we we ship 3,400 to the other guy, but we're making money by calling if we win 30% of the time. And you have to remember that it's so easy to make this call in poker and think you did something wrong when you lose, when, when Dan turns over jacks. Right. But as long as Dan is, you know, as long as you're winning 30% of the time here, you're supposed to make this call. It's okay to be wrong, especially yeah. in, a, in a cash game, especially. Yeah. So ultimately Nick does call. Yeah. And I'm on, on the fence between Dan Zach is doing something kind of metagame brilliant here and Dan Zach got fancy play syndrome. I feel like we went a little too fancy for our own good as Dan yeah. Zach where, although I got to say, I love the river sizing. It's, I do. It's I think pretty good. I think it's better than a shove. Although I think a shove probably would have worked more of the time in yeah. this, in this case, but I do, I do think it's more believable, but to be like, I'm going to tell a super weird story that makes no sense, make no sense. And now I'm going to make sense. I mean, I guess that's what, it's weird. It's a weird thing to do, right? It is weird, but it's pretty cool. And I'm glad we got to talk about it. But I just feel like there's so many things we could have done differently. Like all the streets leading up to the river, I think we could have made different decisions and would have been likely to work out. Things would have more often work out for us. You know, if we like bet the flop, I think we win a lot more of the time. If we raise the turn, I think we win more of the time. Like it's really fine to raise the turn when Nick, Nick bets 1200, he's showing weakness. Like, yes, he can have an overpair, but he doesn't have to. He might decide to fold an overpair anyway. Like, he might really fold two nines if Zach moves in, right, on the turn. He might. I was saying I wouldn't as Nick. My plan would be to hold on because because I'm, look, I'm looking weak and these guys can just, you know, these guys are too good to, like, do that and fold. But 
I don't know that Nick's going to actually, you know, follow that at all. Yeah. Well, it was interesting. Yeah. Work out. Yeah. I, I wonder if Dan Zach has a lot of regrets about this hand or if it's more like, no, that's just, I need to do that sometimes. I need to play this hand just like this. That's what gets me paid on all, all my other hands. And by the way, that bluff almost worked anyway. It did. Also, I had a million outs. I just didn't, you know, I got unlucky in a few different ways not to win the hand, which hey, is fair. I got an idea. Oh. How about we um, send him out on a song? Doodly, 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 dee. Uh, do, 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 prepare. Party Paps, Dan is ass. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> if you didn't, then you know, go away. It's fine. Go talk. You knock a show every single MC How it's done right Every time I come by I'm bound to leave I'm so tired I'm sipping on liquor A quitter is what I'm not We got one life And I took a minor break But I'm back to claim the throne And gonna be traveling the globe We still have time to make it home